Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about tricking your friends into playing the scheduling hack of Microscope to have them plan your life for you. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about several hacks of Microscope and kind of looking at how this interesting technology and story game can be used in different ways. I was thinking about different things you could do because I, I wanted to get a third okay. topic. Okay. Uh, because we were talking about, I, I wanted to talk about your the concept of um, the um, the little armor yeah, equipment game, the little armor equipment game that we had talked about in the past. And, yeah. And uh, and I had an idea of of and we, we had talked in um we talked in the Discord uh, about doing some microscope <laughs> stuff because we're because we are ta- I mean, like the reason I'm rereading microscope is because we're we're maybe working on a project where we're going to use microscope. We're a definitely bit. not working on a project that we're going to use microscope and, as the first part of it. And so Randy and I had a quick conversation about it, and and um we talked about their idea of using microscope to play a like a groundhog's day style like stuck in a loop story yeah exactly and so i wanted a third idea and so i had tweeted like uh (laughs) hey like what's what's um what can use a microscope for well i said what's like a timeline but isn't okay and and chuck because i was (laughs) thinking about way to ask that and and chuck and chuck uh landrigan i think landrigan who is dan uh our friend dan's co-host on the let's talk about zex podcast yes which Um, is about gundam anime yeah fighting robots it's a mega man and it's it's excellent you should go listen um totally listen to a podcast about the mega man tv show by the way (laughs) (laughs) so so he responded and just said clocks and i was like sorry (laughs) technically correct and that wasn't the greatest question but not what i meant schedules yeah yeah schedules might be different that's schedules might be something i might have to play with that idea um <laughs> you know you could we're not getting into no, schedules not right into now schedules <laughs> but you could do a whole microscope game where you're just scheduling someone's day yeah and be, i mean it'd be a very boring game maybe well one of the big things in my job is making alternate program schedules for Ooh, people that have okay. gotten really that are really in crisis and so putting events into the day could be quite an interesting thing yeah yeah uh let's just kick it off because we uh i think we have a lot of stuff to talk about now i want to miss anything yeah sure let's Do you want to talk about your uh your history of an armor thing okay so yeah uh or, i don't have a name do we, do we want to do a quick run through of oh uh, we should definitely run what through microscope, microscope is about my assumption is that everybody has at least read microscope and i know that that's yeah. wrong and 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 quite frankly go get it it's a fun game i think you can pick up the pdf for like ten dollars oh yeah um, it's nice and cheap. i went and bought uh i have a physical copy of the book that i bought last year at metatopia uh and i went and picked up the copy of microscope explorer yes uh which is definitely the first take of that line uh and that was like nine dollars microscope and microscope exploder are by ben robbins yeah uh and it's it's just it's kind of one of the big names in doing story games yeah and it's interesting because for the most part you aren't it's in terms of my the conversation that i have with myself a lot about what can you pull out of pet and paper gaming yeah what are the assumptions we make and how can you rethink them this game definitely deals with nobody is playing a character yeah you sometimes role play characters definitely but you are not necessarily coming in with a character yeah and actually a lot of people hack the game to take away playing as the characters yeah um, that's that might be a matter of personal preference. But. Yeah. So, so but let, for the, let's for the sake first. of we have a lot of content we want to talk about. I'm just going to go through and I can give a broad overview of how microscope works. But go buy it and read the rules. And I'll just like hype man in the background, go like yeah. yeah. 
So the rough idea is you are assembling a timeline. Yeah. And you and so you do this with cue cards or um, note cards and you physically place them on a table. You're encouraged to do this all with a, on a table in front of you. And you start by laying out a an end date and a beginning event or um, a beginning and end time. Right. So those are the bookends, the brackets of the, the within the story within this this timeline. You were going to tell a story. Right. If we're talking about uh, if we're talking about Lord of the Rings, we're not interested in Bilbo's first birthday. Yeah, you then do a really cool thing, which actually, if you want to talk about tanking game mechanics, ripping them out and using them for other things, the microscope palette is really oh, it's cool. super good. Where you go around and everybody adds, basically it's like an, uh, um, it's a ban list from if you've ever played, if you've ever, which I know you haven't, but if you've ever played like a competitive uh, like MOBA game, yeah, you go no. around and everybody ban, and you alternatively like ban characters that you don't want that team to play. Right, it feels a little bit like that. Right, because you don't want them to have fun playing the game with the characters they might want right. to play. That because, would be because terrible. Because it's not about a game, it's about competition. Competitive gaming is dumb. I'm just but gonna so, say it right so, here. So what you do is you go around and you and you say like with now that you know the timeline you can say like I'm really I don't want to go into like I, I want to play a game in the 40s but let's not talk about Nazis like I just right. feel like that's I either find that offensive or I think it's boring so let's just not talk about it and frankly I'm just not interested in werewolves yeah and then but I that's and, a lie. but I do want to know about the vampires in 1940s um, Poland because that's the thing that I'm interested in. It's and, hugely, and hugely so you important. build this palette of things that we do and do not want to play. Yeah. And then it helps us like sort of uh, move the storyline forward. Um, after that, you then you start making passes through this, this timeline where you add alternatingly through a mechanic that I will not get into right now. Yeah. Because it's a little bit complicated, more complicated than I think we need to get into. You add events or you add... Um, Periods, which are which is our uh, which are sections of time, yeah, and you and you kind of quantify them as either being positive or negative periods yeah. of time within that storyline, and then you can drill down and add events in mm -hmm. those periods. Are what are what are sort of the key events that are relevant to the storyline, and then if you do this part of it, you can add scenes where you then say near this event or adjacent to it. Uh, this event happened with these characters that we've established. Yeah. Let's go role play that scene real quick. Right. And that's the part that some people take out of it. Um, just because it does kind of switch up the flow in kind of a weird way. Because for the most part, you're not playing a character at all. Yeah. And then for those little moments, you suddenly pick up a character from the history. And when we played, we played once. We played and once. And when we played that one time, we sort of had started to establish some characters. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, anytime someone wanted to do a scene and have the, a character in, if you had played that character previously, you were kind of given first pick to like, I want to yeah. be like, because that's the character I created. So I want to play that character. Yeah. But I, I don't know that that's actually within the rules. No, it was just, I think that was just an alternate way that we chose to play. But there's plenty of games that have character pass off. I, I, we're going to be talking about this in a later episode, I'm sure. Yeah, there's a lot about this game that that I love, and we and yeah. like the one of the things that we've talked about. I think I think we even talked about this in the uh, the games within games episode about using yes, other so. games to play to set up and frame and do things in your game. And Microscope is a great, and this is actually what we did when we played Microscope mm -hmm. was we established a timeline for the period around where. Uh, the game we were going to play. We actually yeah. never even got, I think, got we didn't to play because it was going to be a worldwide wrestling campaign. Yeah. And we never got to play that, but we played, but we went through and played Microscope for the the period of time just before. Right. The 
uh, all women's roller derby club that yeah. eventually became a wrestling promotion. Yeah. So that was interesting, and, and that's what, like, that's kind of what we're gonna do for our to build a, a thing for this project we're working on. I mean, this project that we're not working on. Yeah, we're definitely not working on. No it. hype. Don't even try to get hype. I don't know what I was thinking just then. Yeah. So, um, so, we need, so, so, so <laughs> but we need a history so and also a map, back, right? So, getting back to what we were talking about before, <laughs> uh, before I, we went and stopped for this, you had come up with this idea because I had challenged people to make Matt. I think I had I had challenged people to make microscope games that weren't just like alternate ways of working through the timeline. Yeah, and you came up with this really cool idea to use it as a way to dig back through a adventuring hero's equipment. Yeah. Um I I had some fun with this. It was it took things in a very different way from microscope because one of the things that's really fun with microscope is you hop around in the history. Um and I don't know that this necessarily does that super elegantly. But I think it's it's an interesting way to look at how some epic fantasy is handled because a lot of epic fantasy is about equipment. It's about the stuff that you've got. Um, and sure, you've got a hero attached to it. Yeah. But, like, one of the coolest things about Frodo is his mithril shirt and sting yeah. and... But, yeah, for for a certain kind of person who really likes fantasy, the thing that is great about The Lord of the Rings is that literally everything any of the characters touch is thousands of years old and has yeah. a really cool history, which J.R.R. Tolkien lays out in extensive detail. Yeah. Probably in The Silmarillion. Yeah, uh, and so, <laughs> whoo! If, if that's your thing, man, <laughs> does he do it well? Just in case we hadn't ostracized all of the t- J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien fans, <laughs> now we went ahead and did that. Um, is there anyone else we can just heap some garbage on by accident? Uh, I love not. Tolkien. I really yeah. do. I just can't remember the name of the nouns. Yeah. Um. In any case, what I did is instead of having a timeline, I basically put together a list of body parts, mm-hmm. and I do things very visually. Yeah. So, so you laid it on a table. So I laid it on a table, and I drew the outline of a person, and so I set like, okay, so there is a head slot, there are, uh, there's a chest slot, there's arm slots, there's leg slots, there's kind hand of like slots. the way you would have in a like a computer pen and paper or a role playing game. Yeah, absolutely. In the way that you like, you know, you stick equipment on, and then a bunch of sticky notes. Right. Because you cannot play microscope without sticky notes or index cards, uh, and then basically what the idea was is you go around the circle and people choose a body part and tell a story about how about uh, how a piece of equipment was gained or how a piece of equipment was wagered more accurately. Um, if you... Then you, you roll some dice. I think I was using 2d6 because, of course, I was using 2d6. Uh, and on a 10+, plus, I was giving, like, an item of significant stature. Like, you know, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about kind of the ring, you know, like something big because it's unmodified on a seven to nine doing a fancy magical item of some kind, looking maybe like a mithril shirt, something like that, or a flaming sword. Uh, and then on a six minus you lose the piece of equipment that was on that body slot. Okay. Uh, so it goes around and you just kind of play through the story of this hero uh, and the pieces sort of stack up. So if you've had like three helmets mm-hmm. and you lose your helmet, that's okay. You take that piece, you put it to the side, and you write on it like destroyed by Krog yeah. the Minotaur. Uh, and so you have kind of this stacking upward story uh, that builds out. And it, it doesn't 
it, in the same way that my, it doesn't do what Microscope does, that you have a solid, cohesive story yeah. at the end, but you do have a hero with neat stuff. That's cool. And you also, if you're keeping the the stuff that you've lost, yeah. and you're building stories around those those pieces of equipment, yeah. then you do like even if they're discarded, like that just goes and lives in the in in the epic story of the the hero's arc. Exactly. And That's the way cool. the way that I was kind of imagining it was setting up a an adventuring party mm-hmm. by doing this one at a time. So nice. like people play like a lot of people play when they're playing D&D or Pathfinder, they'll hop in on a level 6 character because level 6 is kind of where things yeah. start getting fun. Yeah. Uh and but so what led up to that? And so this is a way to skip the ridiculously boring step of going, "Oh, you have 25,000 gold." <laughs> yeah. Fun budgeting. And also it like you, you'll every once in a while you'll get one player who says, "Oh, and I have a sword because it's my father's sword." Yeah, that might be the end of like their description of it. Yeah, and there's no like, but if every piece of equipment is like that, that's a lot cooler. Yeah, and then also obviously, uh, giving the option to tell a story about a piece of existing equipment as well. Yeah, that is cool. I like um, that a lot. And on that, I think I said that uh, on a miss, instead of losing the equipment, you damage the equipment in some way. Uh, so the the sword that is broken or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you can build out and you can have a character that starts out to, hey, I'm using this heirloom sword. That is really I cool. I am going to use this heirloom sword from now until I die. And then you can still build it up in interesting ways. And I think I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting because um, when you're talking about kind of like those, those those like epic like and so what, the, what i think what that does is it gives you these like this epic feeling about all of those weapons yeah and i think that there is an assumption that the rules in something like pathfinder make that epic weapons with huge histories necessarily need to be like huge like plus one yeah um magic swords and i think that people assign stories and emotions to very mundane things absolutely and and if you are a poor adventurer on your last dime, like gold piece, mm-hmm. um, like that sword you have is going to mean the world to you, even if yeah. it's just like like the stupidest, like it's like not even a sword, it's just like some wood that has yeah. like a, a like a pitchfork attached to it or something. And like maybe maybe you're sitting down and you go, oh, my character doesn't wear a helmet, but they do have elaborate tattoos. Yeah, and then you can start writing out those tattoos and kind of get a a deep understanding of where they came from, why they got them, yeah, what they symbolize. Maybe they've got magical effects. Who knows? And so that was kind of that. And so the idea is your end product is not a timeline. It is a character that you put into a different game. Yeah. One of the things that that Microscope does do that I really like is it encourages you at the end before you're about to like get up and walk away yeah. is to go back through the timeline and revisit the story and all the events again Yeah. because you've now built up this rich like history. Mm-hmm. And I think that doing that and going through the going through the 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 history of the heroes equipment and stuff like that and going through the, the like you had this is what you looked like and this is what you were wearing and yeah and then you lost this so you replaced it with this and then you went on this great adventure and then that and because of that adventure you broke this and you picked up some new boots because you got a reward and like i think yeah. that'd be really cool and, and i mean you can also very well like get that six minus and say you know what no i'm not losing this sword he loses his hand and mm-hmm. just have a character that is lived in before you even get them to the table yeah that's cool i like that a lot i also kind of envisioned it being possible to do it as a one-player game yeah you could definitely do that uh i think it might be 
like you know i don't know how fun that would be but i think it it's yeah i always prefer playing with more people yeah yeah so i think it's good i think we should write that down sometime yeah i think we should if only we knew someone who was an expert at like one or two player games uh, <laughs> that we could uh try to like corral into playtesting something for us uh if only there was someone like that yeah but that's that's true that's i don't crazy. think there's anyone it's crazy yeah. who would play games with that few people see our episode number 11 uh, party of one Party of One by Jeff Stormer. Excellent podcast. Yeah. Dear friend of the show. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's jump into, you had other ideas. Oh, yes. let's talk about, or did you want to talk about the Groundhog Day? Yeah, I, I think we can. So I have a lot of notes on that. And okay. then we have a third idea that I actually think is more exciting. Okay. But less of a hack of, of, um, of microscope. Okay. And so, so I have the second section of my notes, which I called Trapped in a Day, uh, which is the idea that, um, You've when, been body swapped and you're living the same day over and over again. <laughs> you know me too well. But <laughs> you're no, in a bottle episode. But not not the not the um no body swapping. It's not today. that you've body swapped with Felicia Day. Yes. It's that you're living the same day over you're and over. You're living again. the same day over again. Okay. And that's like Groundhog's Day. There was an a fantastic episode of Stargate SG one that was like that. I think pretty much every nineties sitcom did some yeah. kind of that had some supernatural stuff, did some kind of a yep. Friends, um, Will and Grace, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Not sitcom, but whatever. <laughs> um you guys know what I mean. T V. Um did I'm, some I'm kind sorry, of I'm in a snarky mood today, it's fine. apparently. I'm in a sluggish I'm being mean. mood today. It's been a long week. <laughs> We're recording on a Friday, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Unusual and, uh, for us. <laughs> it's unusual for us. Yeah. A little punchy. And so so the idea that I had was, and this is what I talked to to Randy about, which come to the come to the Discord, talk to us, and you'll probably accidentally spawn an idea for an episode. Um, were that, that like the, the typical microscope game, you have these and you have the you have the bookends that limit where your timeline is and you lay down events and you kind of like, you can go around and you can play them in whatever order. Yeah. You can create new periods next to each other uh, mm-hmm. in whichever order you would like, but you pretty much only go through that timeline once. Yeah. Um, because that's how, that's how most people work. agree timelines. Work. And I had worked. And so I, I had, I had been meaning to read through. So two things happened. I started thinking about time looping. Yeah. And then I went back and I bought, the microscope explorer book and started reading some of its things and it has an alternate play style called echo where you okay. play a, a group of like time watchy time traveling heroes okay. who are trying to change things time cellisty maybe echo does some things that are interesting uh, the primary thing is it it lays out because because again you're not playing characters you're not playing good guys or bad guys you're right. playing the timeline mm-hmm. you've already laid out your palette so you know what kind of things you're interested in playing with but you also lay out a you lay out a clear like what is the thing that the time cops are trying to change okay so you say like 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 you could play through a game where you are like trying to kill hitler or whatever right. you're trying to the example they give is uh, you're in a post-apocalypse okay. because like an authoritarian government has taken over and you're kind of in the matrix yeah. and you want to go back in time and change things. You're going right back to 2016. You're going to make things better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's, so, that's what Age of Apocalypse happened, right? That's that's yeah. what I was referencing. Right, I was right, referencing right, yeah. the classic yeah. X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got to stop them from making the movie Age of Apocalypse. That's exactly what the problem was. Yeah, yeah. The, that was where everything went All downhill. sorts of bad guys took a lot of notes from Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. So... 
I like that. And then you can play through and you add scenes and events where maybe your heroes are doing that thing and or or maybe you're the bad guy the other guys are because again they're not bad and and you are and they encourage you to explore both sides okay. of the issue because Again, like one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. Right. And the people that were making Age of Apocalypse did not know <laughs> no. what it would cause. Yeah. And so, and then again, ultimately the, the, where the game ends is when you ask, cause every time you go through the, the, yeah. the, the storyline, you ask yourself, have we achieved this goal? Have, have okay. the good guys achieved this goal? And when they yeah. do or conclusively do not, that's when you end the session. Interesting. It adds two different types of, of new things you can play. Okay intervention events okay and echoes okay um and so intervention events are you get to say i'm sending agents back to do a specific thing right and they are trying to achieve a goal in this scene or in this oh it could be exactly over an event that you've previously established like the evil corporation buys out this small company that has crazy ai technology and so that's where everything falls off the hinges right or you can say i'm just going to create a new event and send the guys back because i think that will help because they will try to achieve a goal that will tweak the future storyline right and the cool thing that i like about it is when you play an intervention event somebody else gets to play an echo event okay. where they change one other thing, one other event that is on the board okay. because of what you did. Right. So yeah. it's, that's how the ripple effect out. Right. And so I kind of liked some of those things. Um, and, I, and I use that as an influence for how you could play through a Groundhog's Day style game. And the idea would be you would lay out, I, I for the sake of just because it's I, I'm talking about Groundhog's Day a lot, I imagined this loop being a day repeating itself. Right, yeah. A lot of times you could do longer. And so the idea would be that you would lay out a a, a timeline. Right. And, and where w- with a regular event, uh, with a regular microscope game, you might lay out a beginning event and an ending event. Yeah. And that's it. And then you start filling in the middle. Um, you, in, in my envisioned version of this Groundhog's microscope, you lay out kind of more points along this timeline of basically hours uh and establish when in the day the day resets and when you where is it when you wake up yeah i think the way that you play the game has to change slightly so and i wonder if you're going to do the same thing that i that i'm thinking of doing maybe so the 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 way that so here's how i think i'm just going to kind of assume that you know microscope because okay I'm just I'm tripping over myself trying to explain the way a microscope normally works. Yeah, so I'm just no, gonna no. go into how I envision this. Yeah, you have a lens character that is sort of for every time you go through the uh, the timeline. This right. is just regular microscope. They have they and they sort of set the let's focus on this. Yeah, and they get to just like place I think two extra. You get to play place an extra event yeah. or do an extra scene than everybody else. So they can kind of focus every path. Mm-hmm. And I had I, I I thought of the idea of. What if the lens character laid out sort of strategies okay. of like the different strategies that players or that that the characters live through this this um this looped day? Yeah. And, and by that what I mean is there there will be loops where like for a while the characters are trying to just like do everything perfectly. Yeah. But there will be like because it's like Groundhog's Day is a comedy, so there are there are times where they just kind of like give up and they wallow in the like we're trapped in this day. Yeah. Um and then there are di- and there are loops where the characters are just like who cares? Like screw it. The uh, like nothing like we're just looping, so nothing matters. Yeah. Um 
and so I'm just gonna like do whatever I've always dreamed of doing, and and uh, it doesn't and matter. Like maybe be I'll terrible. and yeah, maybe I'll be terrible. Maybe I'll I'll uh, ask. Maybe I'll take some risk. I'll yeah. I'll stand up to the bully, and it'll like hurt, but may, uh, maybe I'll get out of it okay. Maybe it'll be bad. Maybe I'll ask the, the my the person of my dreams out, and if I get rejected, then it won't matter because the day's looping. Yeah, exactly. And so then. Every time you loop through, I had this idea that, that the next le- every person who is the lens character gets to lay out a different strategy. Okay, and you might you might play an event that is in that strategy, or you might play an event that's in a different strategy. Okay, you kind of lay out a timeline. I'm just going to show you, Brandon this picture, and I'll include this picture in our show notes. You end up with a, the timeline, but with a bunch of different strategies laid out, and. And then different sort of events that happen, like and in the events because we're talking about a much more compressed timeline. Yeah, the events end up being a little bit more like when does the alarm clock go off? Right. When yeah. does the kid always fall off their skateboard? Yeah. When does um or the events? I think I had a kid falling into a pond. When do you have dinner with your with the love interest? Where do you and and like and then yeah and so then as you iterate through the different strategies. And build new strategies. You you can talk about and create events where maybe your character or the because you kind of play one character because usually these stories right are these stories are about one character about one usually. character reliving the day. Um, yeah. How do the, what are the different ways they iterate through trying to get through the day? Yeah. And lay that all out. And then I think you also you have on here, uh, kind of a top row that looks like yeah. almost the core events. Yeah. I, and so I, the things that. If you do not affect them, they are going to happen. Yes, in the way that there. in the way that um, that regular microscope has you kind of lay out periods, which yeah. are the the punctuating points through this timeline. I had this sort of hyper compressed things that are will always happen unless you go out of your way to not have them happen. Exactly. Yeah, and then you're kind of responding to those things as you go through, or not. Yeah. So cool. that's I that. like that. I, that's kind of that's cool. Yeah, I, it was interesting. I I did not get. I did not feel like I ended in a pos- in a place where that game was nearly as interesting as I think it can be. Yeah, I think that there's one thing that's kind of weird about it. Yeah. That it's the same thing that it's kind of a weird change with my own is that it demands being sequential when Microscope doesn't. Yeah. Like, I, I think each time you start the loop, you need to start the loop back at the beginning. Yeah. Because if ha- you say, like, at the end of this loop, he does this. It doesn't really work for the beginning anymore. I had played with the idea that because the events are just sort of so there's like there's a there's a point i had envisioned that there is basically the final time through yeah and there is the first time through and that you might right. play through those sequentially like what is the first time through the story okay. and you lay out those things that always happen and that's yeah. like the first time the character is going through that day and then you need a final day where they break where you've asked the like because like with eventually echo, you ask the question like with echo you 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 establish like why are they being set in this loop is it because yeah. they are pig-headed and how do they get out yeah and so you when you you ask yourself this question have they achieved this goal will they get out and when they do you do one through pa- one final pass of what is the thing they do on the final time through yeah and that for all of the middle passes it's kind of like the montage bit in the middle okay. where they're just doing yeah. different things and maybe Ice you sculpture. could jump around a little bit i could see that yeah that could potentially work but i agree that is one of the places where I, I didn't feel like this was the strongest so i know that people had talked about that this was a thing that other people had tried to do. And so I'm really interested in seeing how other people approach this. Yeah. I think there's something there. I think I so too. I think that playing with timelines is interesting. I think it's an interesting way to play a, a time travel game. Yeah. 
I think uh, that could work. Just playing Echo. I, I think Echo is a like their their alternate game style is mm-hmm. is very interesting. I mean, honestly, just in terms of uh, one of the, part of the reason that this came up, I think, was a discussion of how I cannot be pinned down on a timeline for a game. I refuse to. I will not tell you timelines in a way that is helpful to you because yeah. I don't have. I don't care that much. Yeah. Like this almost just shows how a GM could create timelines is having maybe throwing up a GM screen and having a bunch of sticky notes yeah. and almost microscoping behind it as the game <laughs> goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could play microscope without getting too timeliney. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like you have to hit, you have to have broad concepts like this period of time happens before this one. Oh yeah. And in this time, this character is alive and in this one they're, they've, they've passed on, they've passed away. Yeah. Or like in this period, they're a kid. And, but like, I don't know if you necessarily need to put down dates. And right. so you have like, we still have the broad concepts of timelines and you do that in your games. Yeah. Sometimes. Vaguely. <laughs> but you don't necessarily need to get down into the, did the man in black ride into the town on Tuesday or did he ride into town on Thursday? Yeah. Cause if you ask me at two different points during the night, I'm not going to remember what I said earlier. Right. But I will. Yeah. And, and you I will ask notes, me and you've made and I notes. I have a timeline. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be angry because I've yeah. figured out who that man in black is based off of the timelines. And <laughs> but you don't care. <laughs> Someone has to have lied to you. And that's yeah. the story of how Brandon doesn't do timelines yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I spent a long time. Yeah, but if you were looking at uh, different eras, for example, like four different eras within a city, yeah, uh, you could look at that in a really... Uh, in a very broad way using yes. microscope. In in my process of thinking about microscope like this and thinking about <laughs> what are things that are like timelines but aren't yeah. other than clocks. Yeah. Um and in drawing out this little diagram of how you might lay out a uh a sort of groundhog's day style game. Right. I had a weird breakthrough, which I did tweet about. <laughs> yes. And in the, in the notes, the section is just called, <laughs> which is to say, Inception. So in laying out this document, because I had to sort yeah. of, as I, was, as I was trying to work my way through that, I was laying things out in paint and trying to like make it look nice. Uh, I realized that it started looking familiar. And okay. In a way, and what it looked like was one of those infographic drawings that is an explanation of, or is an attempt to explain the plot of Inception. So spoilers for a is is it spoilers even Nolan movie? I was th- I was trying to come up with the year. I don't know, two thousand ten. So yeah, we're going to talk about Inception. Not just a little bit too specifically. Yeah, we're just not going to tell concepts. you. Actually, I think we're not going to really talk about the movie at all. Yeah, we are going to post a picture of this infographic I found, and that has spoilers in it. We're not going to talk about the fact that Tom Hardy fights Batman. No, that's yeah. different. That's a different part of the Inception movie. Yeah, it's all one a, movie. It's all one movie. Yeah, um, but they body swap before yes. that happens. And yeah. so, so I will just roughly explain this to the people or for the people who are. <laughs> for if you have made it to 2017 while being totally unfamiliar with the, the plot of Inception, here is the rough concept that you need to buy into. Okay, but I mean, like, Inception, big movie? A little I, bit. I didn't know, I don't know that it's like a great movie. <laughs> All right, whatever. So it let was, me, let me get into this explanation. Movie. <laughs> let me get into this explanation, and I'll explain how this is, how this is, um, I'm sorry, how everything works. I'm sorry, episode of Stop, Hack, and Throw Shade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fight me, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> So the the concept, the buy-in you have to get into 
Inception is that there is this technology where, by which you can get into people's dreams. Yes. And the thing that is important that you need to know is that that can nest. And you can get, when you're in somebody's dream, you can then go into somebody's dream again and just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. And and so you have these these big charts because as the characters in the movie travel into each other's dreams, you see like, okay, well now we're now we went into the main this character's dream to try to implant this idea because that's the plot. And then while we were there, we went into one of our own team members' dreams because yeah. then they can because whenever you're in that person's dream, they can control the environment a little bit. Yeah. And like importantly, time <sighs> dilates more and more. Yeah. And so as you nest downward, time com- gets yeah, time dilates more and more and more. And obviously, like, if I go into Brandon's dream, Brandon isn't. Brandon is in his dream. I am in my dream. Um, but if we go into Brandon's dream and then somebody else all goes into my dream, Brandon isn't in that dream. Right. Because I'm in the bigger dream. Yeah. It's and like so a funnel. You, so you kind of lose characters as you nest downward. Yeah. Um, and so the idea that I had with 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 some of the the things that I was thinking about for Groundhog's Day, is that basically that ends up looking like this kind of nested microscope game. Right, yeah. Where you have your bookends of, like, we initiate the first dream entry and we finish. Or, like, the kick, which is the thing yeah. that pulls everybody out. And then you have you have periods, which are just... I mean, basically, then you can just play microscope the way you do normally. Yeah. But one of the periods can kind of be set down a level on the... I'm gesticulating again the in the table. air, like like so that, like you are all branded and can yeah. see um, a, a level down on the table where you can say, now I have this period, but this period is we've entered somebody else's dream, right? And then you can add events in there, and you and, and and like microscope, and this kind of solves the problem of wanting to bounce around. You can, and and this is a thing that Inception also does, bounce around between the different dream levels to tell the different stories because yeah. you do want to check back in on the higher levels to see what is happening. Because kind of famously, <laughs> yeah, if if characters in the top dream are in a van driving off a bridge and they suddenly become weightless, for some reason, everybody in every nested dream becomes weightless as well. <laughs> because it's, obviously that's how dream was work. It's a very pretty movie. And so if you if you play an event that says uh, like characters like we drive off a bridge, everybody's weightless, well, then somebody else gets to play an echo event. Okay, yeah. Um, where it says now because person you placed this event in X timeline in yeah. one of the nested down something uh, echoes that yeah not necessarily in the sense that like everybody is feeling weightless and so in the nested dream everybody is feeling weightless yeah but like maybe it's like you are serving a dinner to a a, um, a diplomat yeah and for some reason like you've you've put a lot of grapes on the table and that's right. just that's how you've described this scene so maybe in the next in the next nested scene down characters start like everything tastes a little grapey or like like that that concept <laughs> of grapes example. like that grape like like the grape motif is trickles everywhere. downward yeah, yeah. cuz um and uh, I'm not going to go there um and so then you can kind of do this like nested like as as event because because like these are dreams and dreams are kind of wacky and they can kind of be weird. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you can have these this nested concept that like as as things happen in the bigger stories, that person who is then dreaming about them, uh, those events and and they they'll ripple downward. Right. Absolutely. And actually, I think there could be some interest in not just echoing once. But echoing down all in the everyone, way. Yeah. yeah, just any any level below that has to get an echo as well, maybe. 
Yeah, and then so I said you might want to play through chronologically within the levels. Yeah, but that you could jump between the levels, and I think that could work really nicely. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, outside of just explicitly playing Inception, I don't know if that's really (laughs) like a useful story element. Like, what else? Well, you could play the uh, Scrooge McDuck comic that inception was based on <laughs> okay that's true yeah you could play <laughs> look it up people <laughs> you could play a a dungeon dive maybe where i each, could see that each nested level is is a le- is the next level down in the uh in the in the sort of the dungeon and you yeah. wouldn't want to leave the previous level unguarded because you want to make sure you have a way back up so you always leave a member behind okay i can see to that protect the staircase yeah um, or they, or multiple people, and they get to keep doing things. Yeah, I'm not sure that really really makes a lot of sense. I'm not might sure be that more it does either. Ways. That might but be it's... a wizard. That might just be Wizard's Inception. Yeah, which is also fine. You could do Wizard's Inception. Now I'm trying to think of other things. Like, oh, you know what you could do? The Magic School Bus. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, you've got one group of people that is. Going around, hanging out at the school, which is empty because Miss Frizzle's class is apparently the only class at that school, and everyone else is inside of them. I think that could work. And then you've just got a single echo, unless you have people within people within people. So something else that came out of the the microscope discussion we had on in Discord was also Randy was talking about Randy Lubin, a fan of the show, was talking friend about of the show, the their own hack of microscope that they wrote which was focused on building out a physical world in one set time. Yeah. But you built out, rather than building um, places or uh, like events, you build out physical places. Yeah. And so you're actually like, and, and they, um, I'll see if I can't grab the picture out of the Discord but uh, and and uh, tweet it or something. But it ends up being like they had, ma- like, uh, they had pe- like folded um, the cards in half. So you had like mountain ranges and they'd actually kind of built out a little like map which was really I, cool. I don't know if I saw that. That looks amazing. Yeah, I'll grab the thing for you. Um, and I think that's a cool thing. And um, so come to the the Discord, and which we'll talk about later in the show, and um, and talk to Randy about their, his idea. Yeah, there's another thing that I quickly want to bring up. Um, uh, Hakan, who is one of the authors of Sign, talked about a playgroup that I think they heard of that merged Sign and Microscope together. There was a game design class at Central... I'm just going to quote. It was a game design class at Central Michigan University, I think. They used microscope to build a word, sign to build a proto-sign language in it, and then they did an escape room where they could only communicate in that language, which is just the coolest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> and that's, a, that's so cool. So yeah, that was... Um, we, we had invited Hakan and Catherine, the two creators of Dialect, of thorny games that also makes that game sign. Oh, okay. And dialect was what we, where that conversation yeah, came out of. We were talking about dialect. Yeah. Which is an interesting game about language. Those two do fantastic games about language and rethinking language. I haven't played either of them yet and I so want to. So yeah, so that's like so just another great example of like we have all these crazy game designers who come and like people i mean just people people design games yeah and everyone has a cool perspective and we get them as many people as we can together in our discord and we talk about these things and like i would never have thought about because i'm so focused in on microscope as a timelines game 
Brandon's idea of using it to talk about equipment is cool. Using it to, to build a physical map is cool. Building the map, that's that's and, mind blowing. And, and like, and, and and there are some cool map building games, but I not I would not have thought of Microscope as one. Yeah. And so that's why Microscope, Microscope. And this is why this is like why we can't do this show in a vacuum. Yeah. Like obviously we're talking about hacking games, so we need some of you to design <laughs> games for us to hack, but also. Like we we need to people like a big community of people to come hack games and like that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast was because we saw there was a vibrant community there yeah. and we wanted to sort of like try to pull people together and it's interesting and it's phenomenal and um <laughs> I was I when I was driving here I was listening to the um, Make Me Smart podcast which I highly recommend um, and they always say everyone is smarter or everyone. All of us is smarter than one of us, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, all of us is smarter. <laughs> everyone is smarter than, than one of us. All, everyone that's what is, they like, All of us is smarter than, like, we are all together smarter than any one person. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's like, I, tr- I believe that that's true about life. I believe that's true about game design. And so, um, so yeah, we try to, we, we, like, we try to, we do our best here at Stop, Pack, and Roll to yeah, talk e- about game design. Yeah, everyone is smarter than anyone except for Ben Robbins, creator of Microscope, who's just very smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a neat, neat and, game. And also, any of you is smarter than me. <laughs> any of you is smarter just than indivi- both of us. Just individually. <laughs> You're all smarter than me. Um, so come talk to us. We like, like this, is, this is why we, 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 I thrive off of this. I love talking to people. I love that, too. I love getting new perspectives. And so come talk to us. And the easiest way to do that, the place where we always are, is Twitter. Yeah. And where you can contact us together as at stop hack and roll or you can contact me individually at and the meltdowns and i'm at dr captain cobalt you can find all our episodes links to some of the games we've been working on at stop at www.stophackandroll.com uh we really do need to update that one that's gonna yeah. be updated soon copyright yeah. symbol yeah soon tm <laughs> yeah um and uh, and yeah, and so the, like, attached to that website, you can also email us either at James or Brandon at stopackandroll.com. This podcast and the community that surrounds it grows with uh, word of mouth mostly. Yeah. And so if you have a friend that you think would like the show, please uh, recommend it. Uh, even if you're just telling them to listen to a specific episode, like if you know Ben Robbins and we talked about him a whole bunch and <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> weird, like, you know, go ahead, toss it his way. Um, and also we are on iTunes, which is kind of yep. the big sorting algorithm for all of podcasts, and so I'm sure you've heard. Rate and review our podcast on iTunes, and yep. that will help other people to find our show. Yeah, whatever crazy algorithm iTunes uses to recommend podcasts to people. It's uh, got to be, like, satanic. Yeah. I, I don't get it. But they are good. Although, you know what I will say? I looked at the... I keep on looking at the other... People listen to these shows in addition to Stop, Hack, mm-hmm. and Roll. I listen to all of the shows that people <laughs> yeah, listen to. Yeah, in yeah, I've done it a couple times. And roll. <laughs> it's been, it's, it all looks real familiar. And like I click onto each of those and I listen to all of their suggested podcasts. Yeah. It's really funny. And so yeah, so we we um we are we are not doing this in a vacuum. We do this because of the community and for the community. And this whole podcast is made possible by the fact that we have uh, some fantastic Patreon backers who help financially support the podcast. Backers like Stephen Mitchell. Rob Harvey, Blake Ryan, V. Brower, Declan Chadbourne, Anthony Nomorosa, Ryan, Troy Pitchelman, Riverhouse Games, Randy Lubin, Nick Clark, 
Robert Kosick, and Rob Abrazado. So if you want to join that rank of people that we list at the end of every show um, and help support uh, this and all of our future shows, which we are possibly planning oh, a new I'm one so, so soon, I'm so excited. Um, come check us out at patreon.com slash stop hack and roll. Uh, you also can, if you would like to join with the community and... Uh, if you'd like to join in with the community and build stuff with us and work with us, uh, we would also encourage you to join our Discord. Uh, it is at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stophackandroll.com. Yeah. Um, it's almost like... So we, we threw the Patreon up there and it's that there are, there are some fantastic people who can back us financially and those guys help pay for all of the hosting. I don't pay for anything out of pocket anymore. Um, but we understand that not everyone has the money uh, in their budget and so it is equally as important, if not more important, to come just be part of our community. Come talk to us. Uh, come talk to our to everybody else. Um, and come design games. Yeah, uh, that's what it's about. It's a little community designing tons and tons of games. Um, they're the community's designing way more games than we are. They're kind of yeah. putting us to shame. Yeah, <laughs> they should um, probably be the ones with a podcast. Every time there's a cool uh, a cool game design oh competition. Uh, I'm actually really excited. Just killing it. We um. So if you we talked in the last episode about Game Chef, and uh, I actually uh, we so I submitted a game to Game Chef. I didn't uh, manage it. I was and, bogged down by Pasando Pasiones. And I'm so excited because now they've uh, they've done the the peer review section yeah. of that. So I have like three games I need to read this weekend. Or actually, it might be four games this weekend. Cool. And I need to write some peer reviews. And I'm excited yeah. to get those reviews from other people and see what people say about my game. We should. Do you want to maybe do an episode on that game? Yeah, it's not really a hack, but eh, it's game design. Yeah, it's game design. Yeah, yeah, we can do an episode on that. We'll talk about cool. that later. It's an interesting game, and I can talk about how. Um, we can talk about the hack of my own game, which is that I think there are parts of that game that don't need to be there, and now I'm going to fix them when we get there. Sounds good. So as you were rolling your dice to figure out whether or not the evil orc overlord destroyed your very favorite family heirloom helmet, don't forget to stop, hack, and roll. At my old school, we never would have done this. Oh, no. I can't remember the name of the little shiny thing. Using um, Microsoft to play, like, uh, sorry, Microsoft Expander, Explorer. Microsoft Explorer. Not Microsoft either. So, like, one of the things that, that Microsoft, Microsoft Explode, Microsoft Explode. <laughs> Microsoft Explode. Um, Mi- Microsoft Maps. Today, we're going to be talking about using hacks of Microsoft Word. Welcome to Stop Hack and Roll, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>